slipping through my fingers all the time. What's our topic? What you had the topic? Oh are, yeah, the stealing one. Are you kidding me? Is this a joke that you're playing? <laughs> well, we mentioned some other ones, and we know. I mean, I talked. I wanted to do the stealing one. You mentioned other topics that you always bring up as joke topics. Weird food. Didn't we already do weird food? I finally gave in and said, okay, we'll do weird food. Have your way. Probably. Octopus tentacle. It still squiggles. <laughs> Thousand year old. I don't like you criticizing my topic. Chinese egg. Buried underground and fermented. Prosciutto. Prosciutto is a weird food. Is it? Well, the fact that it's just raw pork covered in salt and then left to rot for a, a lot of time. I don't know the specific amount of time. And then, oh, but there's, yeah, there's other stuff like that too, though. It's not gross. Brazil. What about, um, would you drink milk that expired? Well, the date. I don't know if that's a sell-by date or an expiration date. August 15th, and it is now the 22nd. Oof. You just have to smell it. Yeah, it still smells. It still smells fine, but I don't trust it. Oh, just, yeah. You, you can just, if it smells fine, then take a sip. And if it tastes fine, then it's fine. Does it really even hurt you if it's already curdling? It's just. Um, you know, I think uh, that's a great point. I mean, we don't drink curdled milk so I feel like there must be a reason why we don't we have it at, we have curdled milk at different phases of the milk being curdled uh, there are risks involved with drinking spoiled milk it can cause food poisoning that may result in uncomfortable digestive symptoms such as stomach pain nausea vomiting yeah so what's the difference between having like like having um, cottage cheese <laughs> you know, and just milk that's gone bad in your fridge. That should be a new episode. Just like we did the hoodies versus sweatshirts versus yeah. coats. Cottage, versus jackets. Cottage cheese versus milk. Rotten milk. I just really feel like the smell will tell you. Cottage cheese is made in a similar way as other cheeses by separating milk into solid curds and liquid. Okay. The only difference is not all the whey is drained. Yeah, that's what happens to curdled milk, right? Yeah. But maybe because um, it's not a controlled environment or something. Who knows the secret of food production? Yeah. I mean, plenty of people, but not me. Plenty of dairy farmers or all the dairy farmers that listen to this program are screaming right now. You fucking idiots. I'll tell you what the difference between cottage cheese and milk is. It looks like you can make cottage cheese from your sour milk. Maybe that's what you should try to do. I would love to do that. This is from the self-sufficient homemaker. Since you have to save money as much as possible in every way possible. You just start making yeah. your own cottage cheese. I should. And then you can sell it at the uh, Crofton, Maryland Farmer's Market. Yeah, it's like food 
that I made out of my spoiled food. And now it's yours. That's your thing. You recycle spoiled food. Yeah. You create. And it'll be called like um, spoiled brat. <laughs> spoiled brat. So, oh. you, so you sell brat worsts that are made No, but of, I don't want to spoil. Well, spo- that seems scarier. Spoiled meat. I don't think I could do it. It's for dogs. Mm. Wow, this is no. The I best. don't want to do that. I'd, is, rather, I'd rather be spoiled brat and have sell my cottage cheese for my expired milk. This is the best dog food ever. What's it made of? Oh, it was ground beef that was sitting in my fridge for three weeks past the expiry mm-hmm. date, and it turned gray and brown and got moldy. Oh well, Roscoe loves it. Roscoe's no, farts get the, have get been no. Get the get the dog <laughs> idea out. I'm not doing the dog idea. Roscoe's farts have been worse, but he's never been. Peppier. He's a beagle. Isn't Roscoe a beagle? I'm not interested in the dog part. Roscoe the bed bug dog. You don't do you know Roscoe? Stop it. (laughs) I'm talking about Hey, where's Roscoe? There's a commercial that aired here in New York, the bed bug dog. Hey where's Roscoe? You'd love it because this is one of your favorite stereotypes. Hey, New York guy. Where's Roscoe? Where's Roscoe? Where's Roscoe? Hey, where's Roscoe? He's working. <laughs> hey, he's working. He's working. Hey, somebody's got to make the sauce on a Sunday. Somebody's got to fish out these bed bugs. Hey. Yo. Where's Roscoe? Where's Roscoe? Where's Roscoe? Where's Roscoe? Hey, where's Roscoe? He's working. Hey. Roscoe the bed bug dog inspects everywhere, and Bell Environmental uses. <laughs> I love that. Hey, where's Roscoe? Hey, he's working. He's working here. Welcome to One Topic, where we stick to one topic. My name is Autumn Fisher. My name is Greg Russ. This week, the episode's topic is. Um, a sequel of sorts, hmm. going back to one of our older shows, which I, th- I feel as though was one of my favorite older shows about stealing. Yeah. Because I feel it had, as, though, as though it had a good flow to it. There was a reason we were talking about it. I tied it into my life. You seemingly tied it into your life, though. It has come to light that maybe when we were talking about the topic of stealing, you weren't being so truthful transparent maybe you're in denial yourself i don't know the reasons but you introduced the idea of doing a follow-up to the stealing episode so that's where we are and i will let you set up the reasons why i don't even know i went into this and said okay okay Well, i felt like i felt like um thinking about when we did the episode stealing like you said that was an early episode you know it was before a lot of things changed for me and I was still sort of presenting a version of myself for myself, you know, and I guess that could be in the category of denial. Um, But in a way it was dishonest, but it wasn't, I was dishonest with myself too. You know what I mean? So it wasn't like I was, it's, it's a weird thing. 
when you are presenting yourself a certain way for people and you're also doing that for yourself, it, it is kind of like lying, but you don't feel like you're lying. Anyway, so I don't I, I wouldn't say that I was lying during that episode, but I think I definitely um I, I wish that if I could go back that I admitted or um sort of was on the same page as you um as as far as how you stole and how I was actually sort of stealing too. All right. Well, just crazy. There's a bigger thing at play here, not just with stealing. I'm looking back at all the episodes now, wondering how many times you actually were honest. Yeah, emotionally honest. You know for sure. Maybe would, maybe the grocery store episode. You weren't truthful about the items that you buy. You probably, oh no, not like that. That's I don't lie. I, I wasn't you, lying about stuff like that. You probably said that you bought the. Velveeta shells and cheese to seem a little bougie, but really you just get the powdered kind. Do you know me at all? Do you think I buy the goo that comes with those shells and cheese? I am all about that powder. I did buy the goo when I was in Atlanta. The goo is disgusting. Well, I bought the craft version of the goo when I was in Still Atlanta. Still gross. If it's fine, I, I I agree with you in that I would prefer the powdered pack, but. Yeah. I but used half the goo, and it's much better. The, if you use all the goo, it's way too much. Too much goo. Right. Coping Mechanisms was another episode. God knows what you presented. Hotels. No, was that after? No. Uh, stealing Theft. It was called Theft. It was March okay. 4th, 2019. And that was pretty early on in the run. That was episode eight, it seems. Oof. No, with I think with coping mechanisms that was that was later. No, coping mechanisms was our fifth episode. <gasps> what? Man, I'm bad at knowing things. Um I think about those early shows. Man, I was really presenting myself an open book as they say. And God knows yeah. what what Autumn was putting out there into the world. Uh manufactured, not a manufactured. I shouldn't say that. A curated Yeah, you version, understand where this comes from. A curated version. Well, look, we all do it to an extent. We all present yeah. ourselves as being uh something that either we're not in the worst case scenario or a modified version of what we really are. And you know, I just, I was still presenting a modified version. Well, we're I think to an extent, you're always going to present a modified version of who you are. It doesn't go away fully because right. you know, in everyday situations, they don't always call for the true you. Most people don't care. A lot of situations, it would just be too convoluted to bring it up. <laughs> yeah. You know, but it's, you know, I, it's something I still battle with to this day. It's something I've been thinking about quite often. And apparently I come off to people as being, you know, just a cool laid back guy who doesn't care about things. And it's like, yeah, that's, that's not the case. I care about what every person I encounter <laughs> on a daily basis, thinks about me <laughs> to an extent where it stirs god-awful anxiety. But, you know, th my approach to this is the best defense is not giving the other side any ammo, and I think that's where the coolness oh, is. Like, okay. He just doesn't care. So really, the coolness, I mean, that kind of makes sense, right? Because cool can also be kind of withholding. So you, so other people have to lean in to get to know you or to get anything out of you instead of someone just like throwing their personality out there. That's kind of like an uncool thing. Exactly. Yeah. All right. So while 
well, I'm still curious about how much you were withholding during our theft episode. <laughs> Maybe you were stealing left and right. No, it, it wasn't that bad. It wasn't like, oh, it's actually like I'm actually a really big thief. It was more, um, I just think that I, I, I wasn't as on your side as I could have been. How so? What do yeah. you mean? I, I felt as though you were on my side. You were supportive. I also wasn't yeah. stealing yeah. quite a bit then. I was. I ran through my history of theft, yeah. which I would steal. And has it happened lately? I'm sure. When I went, when I got this new apartment, and I went yeah. to Target, I did the self checkout. I got a trash can. The trash can was sixty dollars. I was annoyed that a trash can cost that much. And I had other things that I needed to buy, including a picture frame. And so I put the picture frame, which was $22, in the trash can, mm -hmm. closed the lid, scanned the trash can, didn't scan the picture frame. Right. And it's based in this ridiculous notion of I'm sticking it to the corporation that's ripping me off because why the hell is a trash can $60? Obviously, you're price gouging. I don't know what goes into the production of a trash can. It's yeah, maybe it's worth it. <laughs> it's a quality one. It's a stainless steel. It's metal. Yeah. And you've got the flip lid with the pedal. So there's a mechanism that had to be right. built. An engineer probably still has <laughs> rights to that. Yeah. And it has to Research be. and development. So, you know, whatever the price is, maybe it is in line. I just don't like that price because going in, I thought a trash can would be 15 to $20. And at that point... I said, fuck you, Target. Yeah. You're going to get the trash can, but you ain't getting some of the other things. See, you have like a sort of vigilante sort of um, mentality. And for me, I just, I have like an entitled mentality. Like, I don't want to have to pay that. Well, I mean, I, it's similar. <laughs> I, I didn't want to have to pay that. Yeah, but you, but I would never say like, it's overpriced. Uh, and how dare they sell it for this? But I'm just like, no, I just don't want to pay it. You know what I mean? So your your mind goes to a different level than mine. Robin Hood, not Robin. Robin, like robbing, dropping the G uh, at an apostrophe. That's who I am, Robin Hood. Stealing yeah. from the big corporations, given to the Greg. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, I'm so not. I don't know. I don't, I don't. Like I said, I don't, I don't think I was lying, but I definitely was um, holding back a little bit. And since the stealing episode, I mean, I talked about this in therapy. Like, I would tell her, like, I'm, kinda, I'm stealing. So what were you, you know? stealing? And, and, Going back not, to and that. It's, and, it's not, and it's not like, you know, stuffing things into your coat, you know, type of thing. It's like getting away with it at the self-checkout, you know. And well, you did something I, with Panda Express where you called them and told them they got you didn't. You, so you didn't even I'm going to get this wrong. So maybe you should explain it. But from I what did, I from I, what I, I remember. Saw, yeah. You called and said my order's wrong, but you didn't actually have an order at all. Right. And I did. So, I felt OK. Yeah. And then I went and they said, oh, what did you miss? Like what was missing from your order? And I said it was this thing. And so I went and then they gave it to me and I felt real. I, I feel it right now in my body like i felt real gross about that um was that was a, like a scam you know that was yeah it was a total scam yeah that, and that was a that was a that was a, a step too far for me that's flat out lying like that's yeah. the self-checkout is okay i'm not dealing with anyone i'm not interacting with anyone i'm gonna be it's a bit still sneaky the same. it's still stealing it's still yes it is but it's a bit of reactionary stealing 
maybe it could be premeditated where you go in, but quite often with the self checkout, whenever I've done things that I shouldn't be doing, stealing, um, Mm -hmm. it's in the moment or while I'm in the store, I don't go into the store with the intention and I shouldn't be doing it anyway. Like it, it is totally ridiculous. Can you imagine getting caught at this age for stealing? And then you have to explain that to people, you know, like why? Why were you doing that? There's, there's no financial hardship going on on my side. No. And my, I think my therapist said, like, it sounds like you're bored. <laughs> and I, I don't, you know, it's weird because you don't walk around, like, feeling like you're bored. But I was sort of in the middle of, you know, a very tumultuous, difficult time for me. Well, you were, and you were, the boredom thing sounds correct. Your life wasn't really filled with too many thrills. And not, when I say that, but this was after reality, too, like after Travis and I separated. Yeah. But reality is, you know, most people's lives aren't filled with thrills constantly, but no, there's, there's gotta be some kind of, mm, what's the word? Not engagement, but, um, mm. Some kind of, I can, there's a specific word that's slipping my mind that's going to drive me crazy, but uh, you need to be titillated. That's not the word, yeah. but I'll go with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, and I also feel like there was a lot out of my control. Um, and, and I felt very vulnerable and scared. And I think that maybe stealing, me stealing, <laughs> I, like I said, when, when you say it, when I say it like that, it conjures up like a different thing than what I was doing. You know, it really was what so many people do at the self-checkout. You know, <laughs> you're just like, well, so now, no, now that you're, didn't scan. I'm going to put that in my bag. Now you're justifying things and you're still beating around the bush. I think overall this episode, while we're using theft as a vehicle, you're still struggling with this idea of a person that you actually were who did some unsavory things. Yeah. You didn't want to be known as a person who stole, but you got some excitement out of it. Yeah. And the cold hard truth is that I did steal and that's not okay. And it's so stupid. And I feel like an idiot for even like for, for doing it and for thinking it was okay. And be like, ah, it's fine. During, you know, and kind of laughing about it. Like it's not okay. No, it's not okay. Like when I bring it up the, about the trash it can. It scares me to think about it. I don't like it. Bringing up the trash can. It's like, why? I'm, I'm just presenting it as is, matter of fact. I don't hold some point of pride attached to it. Like, yeah. It's I know. childish, absurd behavior. Even if you say vigilantism, sticking it to them. Who, why? why? Why am I taking yeah, that why? on? I don't like the price. Get a different trash can. I can find a trash can elsewhere. Yeah, but why was it okay? You know, why did you feel like it was justified at the time? I don't know. That's a, that's a bigger picture thing with me is that I do have that feeling where I've got my own set of rules of what's right and wrong. And right. I'm policing the world <laughs> and I'm policing my at least and I'm at least policing my world. Obviously, yeah. I can't police the whole world. But, you know, stealing from a mom and pop store, that's off limits. That wouldn't be oh, allowed. Of course. But the truth is there's a person who manages that target who's not part mm-hmm. of the corporate machine. They're just hired by a corporation who loss uh, and theft falls on them when they do their inventory and things are missing. 
If right. there's too much of it, the store manager is going to bear that blame. Right. And that's, you know, so it, it's still hurting. <laughs> it an individual. feels bigger than what it might actually be. Well, you think in the long run, I'm not hurting by taking this. I'm not hurting the corporation. They're fine. Yeah. But somebody at some point is going to be impacted by it. Mm-hmm. And I try to, try to keep that in mind. But there's still this driving force of how dare you? How dare you set this price? <laughs> yeah, see, that's, that's the difference, right? Is that that's where your mind goes. And for me, I just felt like I just don't like a brat. I don't want to. I want this. I don't want to pay for this much. I don't want to pay for this much of it. <laughs> okay. And you did it. I mean, the reasons are interesting. Right. But and I, I would like to know how many people actually do it. And who would and admit, admit it. to it. Like, I, I actually wonder what the reaction is to hearing that story. Like hearing me mention that. Yeah. Like if somebody I worked with heard that, would they be completely appalled? Would it be like, yeah, I get it, but I wouldn't right. do it. Like, I, I really do think a lot of people are taken aback by it. Like, what the fuck? You're I think doing- so, too. But I think that probably just like how I was a little bit in that first episode, they probably have done it, too. But you have this image of yourself or this ideal of yourself. And, you know, people do it, too. People, other people do it, but it's it's nothing that you would admit to. And I think that's the scary thing sometimes about this show, you know, is that I think it is our goal to be as honest as we can. And well, sometimes that honesty puts us in a bad light. And I I feel like this is the place to where I, I can uh, present that and still be okay, <laughs> you know? You didn't do it previously. That this is when we talk about this, and when I was listing off some of the other episodes early on, there were many episodes where we were presenting ourselves, and quite often, I'm sure it was an unflattering light. And yeah. it, it does make me wonder. I was I was pretty open then. Yeah, I feel as though as this show has progressed, which if you, if you look at the whole body of work. It's interesting in the sense that it, it's representative of the dynamics of, you know, an interpersonal relationship. Um, when we went through the things with our relationship and mm-hmm. the break, I've, I've closed and I don't even know how, how open I still am. I've, I've opened up and presenting something like theft is outside of the realm of us. So I think I would talk about it more openly, which I have, but I've, yeah. I quite often wonder what I'm holding back. I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to present that on the show right now. And that that's more in line with the relationship with you. There's Do you the mean re- in, in recent topics? I, I can't say this for sure. I don't have specific examples, okay. but I've thought about yeah. it because I've come into many shows feeling closed off. I'm like, I don't, you know, it's yeah. not the same openness that I approached the shows with previously, especially yeah. early on. And there are two things at play here. There's the relationship with you and there is a relationship with the audience that we do think about when we present these things. And if they're unflattering right. things, you know, you don't want to be judged overall. I think as much as I already said that I think so much about what other people think of me, the one thing on this show that I've done is not held back because I was worried about the audience. 
And I was, I have never held back because I was worried about what you think of me. Mm-hmm. It's, it's strange that this has been a cathartic outlet for that thing. So this whole part of my life where I'm worried about what people think, the show has been a place for me to just fucking put it out there and not worry yeah. about it. And the reasons I would hold back on this show is more so just because I'm feeling closed off in the relationship with right. you. So I'm not really holding, I'm not holding back. I'm just not open. Um, Man, women ruin everything. <laughs> no, it's, that's not even the point of this. I, I think though your approach to this is you've been aware. I don't know if it was because of me or the audience both, but presenting yourself in an unflattering manner has been difficult because you wanted to keep an image. Of that was who you for are. myself. I never considered what you would think or what the audience would think it. I mean, ultimately I guess it would be like what everyone thinks, but in the moment, especially back then I was only, I was presenting myself as a certain type of something, you know, like instead of just being totally honest, which could be, or totally open, you know, um, because some of that openness can lead to some negativity, you know, and negativity from me or some like judgment from myself, you know, just like we said, like if I say that I have stolen then I am someone who steals, you know? And, and what does that mean though? What does that mean in the bigger picture? What does it shatter? It, 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 what, I, what it shatters is that, um, uh, my, that I am messy. And I, I, I mean that in that sort of new way that people talk about being messy, you know, where they're like, you know, they're, they're flawed. And I don't, I didn't like to be totally honest about my flaws. I could be a little bit honest about my flaws like during that episode, but um, there was just something about being 100% raw with something that painted me in a little bit of a negative light that I would feel not okay with, yeah, as a that real I piece wasn't of okay shit. with sharing. You're huh? a, I said, yeah, painted you as a real piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> but now I've gotten to, and the reason why I wanted to sort of redo it or at least just bring it back up is because you know, I've realized as I've sort of gone through a lot of this stuff and I'm still going through a lot um, that I'm allowed to be messy. I'm allowed to make mistakes and I'm allowed, like I said, to be a flawed person. And I really never thought that I was that. And I, and I accepted others for that. Like I was totally understand. Like, my friends or whatever, if they, if they had something going on and they felt like they were stupid or they felt like embarrassed, you know, I was supportive of them. Like, of course, you know, like it's fine. We, ever, we love you unconditionally. Blah, blah, blah. But I didn't feel that for myself. It's like, that's fine for everyone else, but not for me. I think that's pretty and, common. Yeah. Is you give leeway to other people and you can be understanding and accepting. But some people enjoy sort of their drama, you know? And I never, I, I, I was never truly sort of open enough about things to have the drama, you know, and now there is a little bit of drama, at least for, in, for my, um, from my, uh, scale, which is probably very small compared to other people's drama. <laughs> you know, people have like crazy shit going on Well, and I don't, but you're also for talking me, about, my, 
You're also talking yeah. about some people who you said some people enjoy their drama. Some people exaggerate yeah. the drama or they create the drama because whatever there's they revel in it. Yeah. Whatever image they have of themselves or whatever problems or things they need to offset, you know, quite, quite, quite often yeah. people like to place blame elsewhere. I don't know the reasons for drama. I've never been that wrapped up in the idea when there is drama in my life. I don't like presenting it to other people. It is something I prefer to just keep to myself. Right. But now for me, when I'm having the draw, whatever the drama might be, you know, I am reaching out to people and saying, hey, I'm feeling this way that makes me feel embarrassed and I feel stupid and I don't like it, but I'm still feeling it. You know, whereas before, if I've said this before, that if it. If it didn't make lot, if the if the feelings didn't make logical sense, then I shooed them away. I was like, well, then I don't need to feel them because they don't make sense, so I'm not going to. And that prevented me from being honest. Well, I don't think you reaching out to other people and talking to them about things that you're feeling or going through or experiencing is necessarily drama. So, you know, there's a that's what I mean from my perspective and my like um, what's it called? My like tolerance level or my experience typically is. Like no drama, which doesn't, which isn't reality. Yeah, because you're you know? this... now. Now I'm experiencing like real human flawed drama, and that's fine. And I, but for me, it feels big. Well, your whole image was, I guess. I mean, I I presented it earlier as me being the person who's just cool and laid back, and the kind yeah. of similar is your uh, persona that you put out there. It's like, yeah, Autumn's just cool. I just like yeah, hanging unbothered, with flexible, is, can do like can deal with anything. Yeah, which is bullshit because you sacrifice quite a bit in absolutely. And now, like, I'm okay. Well, I'm not okay, but I'm more accepting of someone being upset with me or whatever because I've required something for myself. Do you know what I mean? Instead of just be like, oh no, no, it's fine. Like, no, I got it. Like, no, you don't have to do anything. No, no. You know, or like even thanking people, like, thank you so much for t- talking to me. Thank you. It's like, no, they don't need to be thanked. Thank you so much for doing this. I know it's such a pain. Oh, I'm such a pain. Like, no, people are fine. They want, they need, you need things. It's okay to be, it, it's okay to be someone who requires things of others. I was going to say, I was going to ask if it was tiring when other people presented their problems to you. And maybe that's part of the reason you didn't want to present yourself as being flawed or needing someone to listen or whatever it may be. No, I liked I liked hearing that because it felt like I felt like uh, because I'm um, I was put into a position of fixing. Or if not fixing, then. Knowing how to not cause something. Was the idea then if you're flawed yourself, people can't, your, your advice is rendered void. It's like, ah, more like, more like my stuff. Um, my stuff makes other people feel uncomfortable and I don't put them in that position. Yeah. That's why I was asking, where do you get this idea though? That that's what the reaction is. Unless other people putting their stuff on you made you feel uncomfortable because um, I mean, honestly, my mom listens to the show and we've had this conversation. So this isn't me talking out of school or anything, but the way that, you know, our dynamic was when I was growing up was um, 
if like she and she, she still has this issue with me and my own kids when i'm upset it it really upsets her if the kids are in trouble or if the kids are upset then she's very upset and instead of instead of it being like i am getting the support that i need cuz i'm upset it's more like i need to support her because she's upset that i'm upset <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah. So at that point, it's not worth presenting it because then whatever you because I don't needed, want to upset her. Yeah, you know, whatever you needed, you're not going to get anyway. And then it distracts from you, and you have to right. And it. that's not just with my mom. I mean, that's throughout my other you know, like my dad's relation. I mean, it's it's a little bit different with him, but um, uh, yeah. So I, you know, I I never. Or not never. I'm sure there was plenty, but like just how how it's all shaken out for me um, is that I have difficulty bothering anybody, and bothering is in quotes because it's really just living normally. Yeah, and so to avoid that anxiety, you created this whole persona. Yeah, like nothing. I'm great. Nope. Mm -mm. I'm just the cool chick. Who's one yeah. of the guys because guys, well, that's true, <laughs> which is those also, two things are true. Well, it's a, which is also telling of a place you wanted to go. Society is like, dudes don't present their, their drama. Some do, but you know, that's, that's where I'd like to fit in because that's a world well, girls are filled with drama and problems and always rambling on about it. <laughs> it just seems like, um, I mean, I'm stereotyping, be, but I'm just I'm thinking yeah. of you creating this persona and where you fit in and your slot. I mean, with guys, it just seems like there's more fun happening. And not to say like a good group of girlfriends, you can't get together and have a blast. But in a in a group of people that I don't know very well and all the dudes are outside, I'm going to go hang out with the dudes because they're laughing. And the girls, the women inside are talking about like stuff that's boring. <laughs> Like they're kids. <laughs> yeah. Well, we've talked about that before. Parents as a whole yeah. tend to. Yeah. The dudes don't talk about their kids. They repurpose their identities around their kids. No, right. you the told guys me. are outside making jokes and being shitheads. And I like it. It's now fun. you did tell me though about the one guy. He's like, I'm just so-and-so's dad. I know. So, and that made that, that a broken that soul turned me off to no end. <laughs> and not like turned me off like sexually, but just like, Oh, no. No, dude. <laughs> Are you alive? Okay. Well, this is this is a different topic. I want to get back to well, I guess the stealing. I don't want to get completely off what you were saying, but to channel it back through the stealing. The first time that we talked about this, what was the extent of this? You know, the Panda Express thing is a planned That was after. I know that was after, but that's like a planned I saw scheme. it on a Facebook a thing where a guy was like traveling through a country or something and he he didn't have any money. And his goal was like living in England for 48 hours with five pounds. You know? And the way he got food sometimes was to pull that scam. And I was like, "Ooh, I want to try that scam. But right. then I felt real dirty. OK, so maybe that's a different thing. You were just a bit interested in trying the scam. Yeah. I mean, I, I also. Like, Ow. <laughs> I also know that sometimes you do have limited funds. <laughs> That's true. 
So stealing, not well, not a necessity, presents itself yeah. as an appealing option when. But know, the thing is, it's like, yeah, I want that bath mat. Oh, well, it's too expensive. But I want it. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. So when fifteen dollars is a lot to you, and you can't really buy the bath mat, it's not a thing that you need. It's a superfluous purchase. Superfluous. 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 Um. So you want the thing and you get the thing because most people have the bath mat because they work jobs that actually pay them. Even when you're on a top rated (laughs) radio show, (laughs) apparently there's no money. It doesn't make any, there's no excuse. I mean, I, I get what you're saying, but I could go and get the cheapest bath mat, you know, and it would be, it would have been okay. So, so what's the extent of the stealing when you're holding back? It, it really wasn't that it was more like, like I said, I wasn't as on your side, you know, and I don't remember if I, I don't remember what I said about you stealing that cheese. The goat cheese, because it's 14 bucks. <laughs> I don't want to pay $14 for goat's cheese. Well, that's the thing, right? So I think when you talked about that, I don't goats think are, I was... Goats aren't some rare animal. This isn't... <laughs> You know, uh, the uh, the cheese that comes from. I think they're harder to. They they don't produce as much milk okay, as cows. Okay, fine. I know that there are. Reasons. And there's not as many goats as there are cows. There's not as many, but they're they're plentiful. Milking goats, anyway. This isn't like a giant squid. People have only seen twice in the history of humanity. <laughs> and they get this, you get the cheese from it. You milk it. You turn its ink into to cheese. I can understand the price that point again Those giant squid what are their babies like <laughs> we don't Do they know have giant babies we don't know we know nothing about these things did you also know that eels like people don't know how eels reproduce i did not know this when they dissect eels there's no sex organs <laughs> and they and like there's this theory or this like idea that they swim out to this weird part of the ocean the old ones like swim away and then New baby eels come back. I don't know what happened. <laughs> well, I'm going to have to look into that. I'll go down to a YouTube hole later. Uh, but, but the goat yeah. cheese. It'll be those YouTube videos like, no one knows where eels go to die. <laughs> the goat- you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> no. Those weird, there's this weird like stream of YouTube videos where like the guy, he always sounds the same and he says everything like this. I think that maybe on your, on your, I'm sorry, on your rabbit hole, you'll find this guy and you'll be like, there it is. I, I think maybe I do know what you're talking about now. But anyway, the, uh, this goat cheese. Giant squid have babies the size of cars. I didn't like the price of it. <laughs> I also put it on the store's responsibility. The self-checkout scanners are supposed to be scales, and they're supposed to know what an item weighs when you scan it. Therefore, it knows if it's been added to the scale or not, where you have your bag. And if it's not working... Don't make these excuses for yourself. If it's not working, that's on them. I just tested the electric fence is all, and your electric fence wasn't turned on. (laughs) Okay. But you're saying you weren't supportive. I just feel like maybe I acted more surprised or acted more like I didn't do those same sorts of things than I would have if we did this episode all over. Yeah, maybe it 
stirred something in you, you could completely understand why that would happen. It's like, oh yeah, I know. I would do the same thing. And you didn't like that. I don't know what it is. Yeah, I was just like, whoa! You know, like I said, it's, it, that sounds more thought out than what I did. You know, it was just so ingrained. You know, and now I'm just trying to be as open as I can. Well, yeah, it's very reactionary. You just protect the identity that you've created. Right, you just yourself. protect it. And anything that I mean, what kind of stuff did you do previously? I know you're, you're, you're like, I'm, I feel like a couple, I'm, I don't know, five years behind you as far as growth. <laughs> um, but do you, what, what, do you feel like you were in a spot like that previously? I don't know. I think that part of my whole identity was presenting the flawed parts of me, but they were, you know, I cherry picked them. It's like, you get this curated you, flawed parts. Yeah. You get this, you get that. And that way it would throw people off the path for the bigger things. Um, so it's, it's hard to gauge. We approach things differently, but it was still an, an identity that I was holding up, propping up. And yeah, you know, part of that identity was, oh, this person's kind of fucked. They do weird fucked things and they just present it like, eh, whatever. That's who I am. Right. Um, so, yeah, it's almost like a um, like a smoke bomb. Yeah. A diversion of sorts. Yeah. Hiding in plain sight. Yeah. Uh, I can't cite specific examples. Maybe that's all of us. You know, maybe that's so many people. You know, most people do do that. Most people aren't presenting who they actually are to the world. Yeah. And again, I don't think that's completely wrong in certain situations. It depends on the relationship and how. Right. You need to have boundaries. Yeah. You're not just going to meet anyone and throw all that out there because those people are God awful. You meet someone at a party and then they start spilling their guts to you. It's like, shut up. Yeah, Shut yeah. up. I don't care. I don't, I'm, I appreciate that you're being open and honest, but you know what? I don't care because. See, in those situations, I feel so obliged to be a caring listener that I, I don't care. It's not courteous. You're not thinking about what that information actually, it's heavy information that the other person then has to carry. And I th- remember they don't, someone doing that to me that you're very close to. They don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have to uh and we've already talked about it with my mom it's fine okay we did yeah okay. i think on one of those episodes where you just throw stuff out there i think before she said hello she was like kristen's not sure she's swollen she, uh. yeah she just <laughs> there's no like, uh, hi. <laughs> there's not like there's a balance there there can be an appreciation for the skipping the false pleasantries that's but, true. But yeah. if you're jumping right to the heavy stuff, it's like, oh, come on, I don't, I don't feel like doing this right now. I went to. I know, but in that situation, I felt like, man, she must be really going through something to open up to me like that so quickly, <laughs> or she just does that to everyone, and I don't think that she does. I don't know. Maybe she does it with the deli person at Publix. God knows. Oh my god. <laughs> who knows? Um, yeah, who knows? But I find it interesting now that you say the stealing has stopped as you become more accepting of yourself. Mm-hmm. I'm now I'm because maybe because I am more in touch and open with myself to myself about myself that I can't I, I am not someone who does that. And so I'm not gonna do that. Whereas before I could lie to myself and get away with it. 
Yeah, maybe. And now I'm not lying to myself anymore. Maybe your growth has brought you to the point where you've decided that's not the kind of person I would like to be and you're able to actually implement such a thing. Right. Because before it is, it was someone who I do not want to be, but I also could go into like, you know, a different universe, a different dimension and be like, well, in this dimension, I steal a little bit. So I'm going to do that. But when I, once I'm done with that, then I am someone who doesn't steal. There, it was partly a person I wanted to be. I liked the idea of being the person who shunned the rules of society. It's like, oh, that guy's mm-hmm. a rebel and he doesn't care. He's just telling me that he went to the bookstore in college that where there's cameras everywhere and said, <laughs> yeah. fuck you to those cameras and shoved textbooks into his backpack because the textbooks are overpriced, which they were, which they right. were a scam which the different versions that didn't have that many yes. changes, the additions. Different editions every year, so you can't use the previous. You can't resell. You could use the previous, and the pages don't match, or whatever it may be. It's like, this is bullshit. Like, you are really taking advantage. So there there was a sense of duty <laughs> to stick it to them. But there's also <laughs> entitlement tied into that. Yeah. But I didn't like the way it was, and I liked the idea of people thinking of me as a person. It was like, he's not going to put up with that shit. That's cool. I'm still breaking the law. Did you tell people about it? I mean, I didn't speak about it openly. I wouldn't go around, but if a situation, because what you just said was like, you liked the idea of people thinking of you that way. But then if you didn't advertise it, then what is the point? Well, I think it's that thing where when something would come up and an opportunity presented itself, I, wasn't, oh, okay. I wouldn't just offer it unsolicited because there's some people <laughs> that would go around and how lame is that? I stole the other day. Okay, yeah, cool. Like, uh... Real cool dude. What do you want a high five? No, there would just be times that it would pop up and I would offer the information nonchalantly. Oh, okay. And I'd be like, oh, wow. Yeah, he just gave me something. Gave me some insight. Yeah, what a performance. Again, it's not overly thought out the same way you said you didn't know what you were doing. A lot of this is just built in. But it is a performance. Of course. It it solidifies a way that you like to think of yourself. And then you also get a little bit of that validation by, you know, presenting it in this like, no big deal. It's always always going to be a performance, even if you are completely comfortable with yourself and living. Yeah. As you actually are, you've accepted yourself and you're still, because you do have to pick and choose. So there's always going to be times there's performing and you need to come off certain ways in certain situations. So, you know, it doesn't fully go away, but it's just, I think the idea is it doesn't consume your life where it's every scenario that you're in, you're presenting yourself as something that isn't actually who you are. And that's the, that's the big thing. I was in a group of people yesterday and one of these people who I didn't really know that well was being like really snarky and rude. I felt to a friend of mine and everyone found it very funny and I did not. <laughs> like I, so I felt like, I mean, I don't know. I was in this position where everyone was laughing and I was just looking at them like, uh, I think I had like a half smile on my face because I wasn't like, I guess brave enough to be like, no, <laughs> you know, but I was, was just like, uh, was it all targeted wow. to this one person? What's that? Was all this snarkiness targeted at one person? Yes. 
Yes. Yeah, it feels as though I would be on the same side as you. It's like, why are you just picking on this one person? And why is everyone else laughing? Maybe. And be- this person is my friend. I don't know you. And you don't, I don't know. It just seemed, it was odd. And I was thinking about it afterwards. Like, maybe other people felt uncomfortable too, but to like, you know, get along and to, you know, well, maybe they just liked not, that they weren't the target. The herd, right? It's like, <laughs> yeah, maybe they just liked that they weren't the target. And like, eh, if, if, if I'm laughing, this person's not going to start being snarky with me. I'm with you. Or maybe the laughter would change it into something not serious. Because I, if you, if we all addressed it, if we all felt the way that I did and we all addressed it, then it would turn into like a heavy thing and nobody wanted to go there. Which is fine. I understand that. Again, that's a performance thing, maybe. I would react similarly. Like, hey, what's your deal? Why are you just picking on this one I person? I was looking at the person afterwards and like giving him eyes like, you? <laughs> the fuck? Like, what are you in? Fourth grade? It was weird. Like, we would all be saying something similar. And then this, the guy would say something and she'd be like, uh, mm, no, stupid. Mm. Yeah. Shit on you. Whatever. Most people are still running around just protecting whatever image right. they've built of themselves or continuing to build on that or reinforce it. And they're mostly just trying to stay on the one side of judgment. I think no one wants to be overly oh. judged and they're, you know, sometimes there's distraction that goes into play. I don't, I can't, describe people's behavior what i what well there's I, there's ways when people when people feel um better than and they encounter someone who they feel is beneath them then they don't give them any room you know because maybe they you know who knows maybe it threatens their position because all these people i, I don't know it, it could it could be something like that to like make sure he stays there you know, stay, stay below me. Yeah. I mean, we could dissect this all night long. I, th- <laughs> the way people act, I think for the most part, people aren't really interested in who they actually are. Mm-hmm. And maybe they are interested, but they don't explore it. But when you're not, it can be scary to explore it because that might mean that you, you, you want to change and change fucking is hard. Yeah, but when you don't accept yourself as you are and for who you are and the things that come along with that that you don't like, the feelings that manif- well, they manifest in strange ways and they come out in all these different behaviors with the snarkiness. I don't know what the reason for that is, but you know, yeah. when you're not yourself, you're uncomfortable at times and that leads to conflict and inner conflict and then it just all manifests in all these strange ways. And that's why it's like, okay, we can talk about it, but God knows there's a million different <laughs> ways that this comes out and it's different for every person. Um, and you know, like you said, it's difficult. You're yeah. 39. Do you kind of wish you never explored this? Do you wish absolutely you, not? Do you wish you just continued on <laughs> in a state no. of blindness? No, it's, it's so hard, you know, but it's really worth it. But I think, you it's, know, when you say that, I think a lot of people probably do think that it's crazy that you're doing it. Like why it even came up on the, was it the radio show or the podcast with Eric Von Hessler Which doctrine? Part? Oh, it was the live was it during the live show, it was the live show that we taped that people <laughs> haven't heard yet. 
when uh, talking about you getting a divorce and like, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, they're why. like, why'd you do that? He's a nice guy. What's wrong with you? Yeah, because <laughs> to a lot of people, that's all that matters. And it's like, that was nice. That was fine. That was going along. Yeah. And it could, you know, when you leave something like that, there's stability and you know what you're going to get and it's not bad. And there's no guarantees that you open yourself up to having something good. When something's fine, you open yourself to have something good, but also the other side is like bad. And so I think a lot of people don't, they're risk adverse and they look at something like that. It's like, why would you do that? But, you know, again, it's tiring to, you do things, you find yourself in situations where you're lying about who you are and you're fucking stealing because you're bored. Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> I mean, that alone, right, should be like, that. this is a symptom of something else. Yeah, there's no reason. Like, my ceiling is a symptom also. Yeah. Things that I've explored about my need to police or prove mm-hmm. points. Um, yeah, because there's no real, unless you're just in dire need for food, you're in such poverty, then it's a, it's a totally different thing. <laughs> And that's not. No, it's survival not it. at the point. A bath mat is not something that's needed. Yeah. So when you're in a spot like, like that where you're just doing it when it doesn't need to be done, yes. Yeah. Because the repercussions for it, while it may be a minor offense, a misdemeanor, it's still at, at 39 years old. It's like, what the fuck are you doing? Stealing. Right. It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. Who knows it how it feels icky. It's it feels childish. It feels s- just stupid. <laughs> like what? Yeah, it's not. It doesn't make sense. It's not worth it. It's not. And I hope that I hope that us talking about it, you know, helps people not feel. I don't know. Not just alone because I've had I have heard that from people that they feel like, you know seen um but also to not be afraid to admit things to yourself you know about who you might really be yeah real piece of shit i've already said that yeah. about you but <laughs> in general it's all projection what's up other pieces of shit thanks for subscribing <laughs> true genius lies in realizing what a piece of shit you are that's right is that buddha did buddha say that <laughs> i yes, think that's grega grega <laughs> Yes, All right, my, are, are we done? My I can't, we don't have. We're not on video today, so I can't see. Um, yeah, I guess we can be done. I can't give you this the crude signal that the show is wrapping up. Yeah, but All right. I guess I hit the point. I asked you if you regret things that you've done and put yourself in a difficult situation that people may not understand. Like, why would you do that? You know, mm-hmm. I, I don't like the reaction that you get sometimes, where it is questioned and like she's such a fucking mess. She didn't need to be such a mess. Why did, even if you are a mess, because what comes along with this is messiness. And, you know, if you stay a mess, then that's the problem. But if you're messy for a little bit, then so what? But it's like most people don't want to deal that mess and they don't understand it. Like you didn't need to have that mess. Why'd you, it's like taking the milk and pouring it out purposely. Why did you do that? Right. And that's not what I did. No, that's kind of what you did by making the choice of, no, I was smelling the milk, and I was like, mm-mm, I don't think this is good. I Something know. spoiled with this milk. Could I still drink it and be fine? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All but, right. But, but then do you want to just drink spoiled milk? Not really. Are we in the middle of, you know, 
you know, the depression, then yeah, I'm going to drink the spoiled milk because <laughs> okay. that's what we got. Okay. This is a good analogy. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not, uh, I'm just thinking. Of that's what, that's what the previous generations did. Drinking curdled milk. They had to drink the spoiled milk because that's all they had. Having the chunks. And now we're in a place where it's like, yeah, I can, I can um, maybe live without the milk. It's true. Yeah. I don't want to live without the milk. Will someone be my milk? It is all subjective to whatever the, you know, current state of society is. And mm -hmm. it's not wrong. Like when people do make the comparison and say, it could be so much worse. Right. There are people out there where it's, yes, I, you can also, you can be aware of that. You can be grateful for what you have, but it's also allowed that you want more out of what your life is as it stands. If some giant thing happened, uh, you know, some awful event that affected us all, then you adjust expectations, but there's mm -hmm. nothing wrong in wanting more out of what you were afforded while keeping in mind that you are lucky and other people have it much worse. Both can exist. Yep. And for them, their situation is different. And my, my, I feel, you know what? I should give myself a little bit of a pat on the back for being presented as someone who's a mess, who is actually just uh, presenting themselves as an actual person. All right. Pat yourself on the back. Very good. I'm giving you the crude you. signal. All right. Good. Thank you everyone for listening. I hope this helps. It helps me. I hope it helps you too. I hope it hope it helps you, Greg. I don't know. Feels like therapy sometimes. <laughs> anyway, thank you and like and subscribe, rate and review. Uh, please support our sponsor, Hoffandpepper.com. You can use our code one topic fifteen to get fifteen percent off some hot sauce that's locally made in Chattanooga. They've got lots of different options right now, and um, you know, get into it. It's really good. Thanks. <laughs>